So we are continuing in this series of messages, several now, several weeks. It's called Signs of the Times. And then we've been talking about uh, what Jesus called early birth pains uh, that he wanted us to be aware of, he said, uh, before the end of the age, before his second coming. It's just like the song that we sang. Yes. Uh, Jesus is coming back to this earth, and he, his disciples, apparently he talked a lot about it to his disciples, we know that as we read the Gospels, and so when Jesus was asked by his disciples, tell us what will be the sign of your coming, we're going to read this again, we've read this before on whatever week it was, and, and again, I would encourage you, please read Matthew, I mean, read more than this, but Matthew 24 and 25, Luke 21, Mark 13, those are all parallel chapters that Jesus speak specifically to signs of the times and what the world will be like in the generation before he comes. Right. We've seen many of these things that he talks about, uh, earthquakes and pestilences, all through the course of history. But he does say that in the generation that he comes, these things will increase in the earth. And he told his disciples to be aware of them. So this is Jesus speaking, Matthew 24, 6, when they said, what will be the sign of your coming? He said, and you will hear of wars in rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, and there'll be pestilences, and there'll be earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Some of your translations will say the beginning of birth pains. Verse 9 says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations. For my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So I thank God for the sanity of the gospel message that is (laughs) getting preached still right now throughout the world. The message, the gospel of salvation and God's kingdom, that Jesus came to the earth, that he died for our sins, that he rose from the dead, that he's coming again to judge the living and the dead. Yes. Right? And when we believe that message, when we believe the message of the gospel, it it gives us our identity. It tells you who you really are. It gives us purpose. It tells us why we're in the earth, why you're in the earth. And it also points to your destiny. It tells you what's going to happen to you beyond this life. And when people believe that message, it's life-changing, is it not? It changes lives. It's still changing lives. And, and it's calling to people. You know, as, as the gospel gets preached, it's calling to people who are hungry and thirsty for the truth. Yes. No matter how chaotic it looks in the world, there are still people that are hungry and thirsty for truth. The, and the spirit and the bride are saying, come. Come and drink from the waters that God gives freely, the water of life. You say, where do you drink from the water of life? Well, Scripture calls the word of God living water. And so we come and we read and we believe by faith. You believe in faith, the truth of the gospel. Yes. It's like drinking from 
a well of living water to refresh your soul. And so now is the time for us to draw close to God in his word. We cannot stress that enough and say it enough. We are living in very troubling times. Uh, just turn on the news or just open up your computer. Just increasing lawlessness in people's thinking, in people's words, what people are willing oh. to just say, in the deeds of people, the behavior of people. Uh, just violence with lawlessness. When people turn aside from law and go to lawlessness, then it produces violence. And we're seeing that in some of these cities where there's just you know hatred right. from people from any opposing opinions. There's rioting, shooting, calls to defund the police. Burning down public property all in the name of what's supposed to be a peaceful protest. Uh, there's a movement, really, that's rising up, if you listen to any of the news, that wants to fundamentally change the foundation of what this country was built upon. That's right. And it was built upon biblical values. You know, was it not? It was built upon biblical values. And when people forget their God, oh. when people cast God off, they devalue human life because people are made in the image of God. And if you don't care about God, then you devalue human life. And this is what we see happening. This is why we have the plague of human sex trafficking right here in America. Right. You have a multi-billion dollar porn Business that's basically just legalized business. Devaluing human life. That's you have right. 60 million babies killed in the womb because of devaluing human life. And it's all because of, for our convenience, it's all for the sake of greed is yeah. really the motivation behind so many of these things. We're seeing a rise in the suicide rate. You know, and p young people suffering from gender confusion. Never before have we seen something like this. And you have licensed therapists who are forbidden in some states to counsel people who want, they want biblical counsel. They're seeking it. And you could have your license revoked for giving them biblical counsel on helping them deal with unwanted desires of same-sex attraction. And I think, they, I mean, I just read something the other day. They said, that therapy is inhumane and barbaric. It was, I thought, this is the thinking. I'm thinking, where does this, well, you know where this thinking comes from. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I mean, and let's just not forget the whole COVID virus thing and the shutting down of churches. Some churches have just made their decision to shut down till the end of the year. And, and the government in some places considering them non-essential you know, what do you suppose, I stop and think, what do you suppose the Lord is thinking? <laughs> I mean, with social media, there is no lack of opinion, right? You don't have to wonder what anybody's <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I mean, everybody has an opinion. And, and everyone is free to share it. And they are sharing it. But I don't know about you. But I'm coming to this place, and I've been, you know, we've just more and more, I've set my heart, we've set our heart yes. to want to know what God is thinking 
Like when you look out at the world and I think, God, what are you thinking right now when you look at the state of the world? And I think he, God has an opinion because he's given breath and life to, to the world. He created the world. And I think, God, what is your opinion of what's happening? I, I had this t-shirt years ago. It was all black and across the front of it, it, it had a neon block letters, ask God. That's all it said. <laughs> Simple. But really profound when you think about it. Ask God. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. And I mean, we have a world full of opinions. And I remember when I bought that t-shirt, I thought, here's the answer. Yes. Everybody, just ask God. Let's just all ask God about it, right? <laughs> I mean, I wore that thing till it wore out. I tried to find a picture of it. We, we, we yeah. couldn't locate it. But, because there's a picture I have of myself talking on the telephone. I'm wearing that T-shirt, and we joked. I said, see, I'm asking God, what in the world's going on? Yeah. But, but we need more of those shirts, I know. It's like, God, what? Well, I'm asking you, what is your opinion? What is your solution for what you see in the earth today. I mean, the almighty God of the universe, think about it, invites us, his created beings, into his divine counsel. Right. He's saying, ask me. Will you just stop and pause and ask me sincerely? Are we spending time? There. Are we spending any time sincerely stopping and pausing and asking God to understand what we see in the world today? I mean, I... I wonder if he has an opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, God has an opinion of what's going on. And that's what the church needs to be asking. We need to be asking, Lord, what is your view of the state of the world right now? What are you thinking, Lord? What are you thinking? You know, again, there are millions of opinions. <laughs> and Pastor Mamie has it right. We have committed ourselves to know, we want to know what Jesus is telling his church right now. What is it that you're telling the church, Jesus, your bride? What is it that you're telling your bride? Holy Spirit, what are you telling the church in this hour that we're standing and that's really all that matters to a true believer, amen? amen? Listen, we're here on the earth to do his will, not our will. Yeah. Come on now, huh? Yeah. The Bible asks us, it calls us to be seekers of truth. Seekers of truth. Jesus said his word is truth, amen? amen. But you come back and people will say truth is flexible. If it's flexible, it's not truth. Yeah. And it's now cool to, for the woke to say, live your truth. There is one truth. There's just one truth and one truth. And Jesus Christ yeah. is. He said this. He said, my word is truth. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Truth. 
And that's what, who, who should we be paying attention to? <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> it isn't that hard. See, there's simplicity in Christ. Hello. He says what he means, and he means what he says. It's, it's very simple. It is very simple. So we should be asking him, what should we be doing right now? Well, in Matthew 24, we just read it. It says we should be asking Jesus what we should be doing. But he says when you see these signs, these things that are happening now, when you see the increased lawlessness, which turns into hatred, which turns into violence, which turns into looting, which then causes at times spiritual coldness. And this is what we want to prevent, amen, for us as the church. We want to prevent that. And so what did Jesus say when all this was occurring? When we see this happening, what did he say to do? Real simple. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. So what should we be praying? And how should we be praying? We're going to get to that today. Many prophetic voices have been coming out and bringing out that we're, we're in for troubled times. Uh, it's going to be difficult toward the end of 2020. Difficult. Everything's already disrupted, isn't it? Jobs. People have lost jobs. People are working from home. It's possible the schools aren't going to open, but they are, but they're not. And then they have all these requirements. And then if this happens, they're going to, you know. Moms now, plenty of moms now are, are homeschooled. Now you've, you've got to rearrange your house. You've got to get a computer to be designated for school. You have plenty to do. And that's not an easy task, as we, we know. Mm. It's all up and down. You know, some, like Pastor Mamie said, some, some churches haven't even opened. Some churches have been closed since Easter, and they're not going to open, and they're just online. Listen, folks, if you're watching online, I'm glad you are, but that's not church. You need to be in this building. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand? Because this is, there's, there's a supernatural curse as saints gather together. It's just the spirit of the living God. And he does something in each one of us as we join ourselves together. He builds us up. He brings revelation to us. He reveals himself, and so this is important for you to come and be here, because at times, we, I mean, obviously today, I, I still sense the presence of the God. So we invite you to, <laughs> but many of these voices are saying that there's difficult times coming, difficult. It says that ahead there's going to be uh, spirits of darkness that are being released here to disrupt and, and bring havoc 
into the, the political system, into, well, we see that now. Economic system, we see that now. A social order, we see that now, don't we? But it's coming in a greater way and more intense. Someone else, one of the other prophets said that there's going to be another virus that's worse than uh, COVID-19 coming. Yeah, so I, okay, go ahead. I'm just going to say God used, I, God used COVID-19, used it as a wake-up call for the church. I, I think you're right. I mean, gave everybody, and especially the church, opportunity to pause and just take a good hard look at life. And look at the world, look at how everything's functioning, and see how fragile it is. Mm. They can just, boop, in a day, just like turn on a dime, like all of a sudden things are shut down, everything's closed, you're wearing a mask. You're... And are you ready? Like, I believe God is just saying, if, if we believe Matthew 24 and 25, and he says these things, things like this can be early birth pains, and then, you know how birth pains are. They do, and they come closer together, and they get more intense. And so are we ready? Did, did, it, did it speak to your heart in any way that, hey, uh, I better get my life yes. come on. on track with God? I hope so. This is what we've been praying. Are you drawing closer to God? I mean, the lawlessness, the violence that we see, the hatred that's working through people, is all coming from a spiritual warfare in the heavenlies. You know, our warfare, our enemy is not re really with flesh and blood. It's right. principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness. They're the ones that are working through people's mindsets who will accept them and yield to them. I mean, it's gone on since the beginning, since the book of Genesis, when the snake came in the garden to influence Adam and Eve. They're thinking to conspire against everything good and righteous and holy that God created. And pure. And pure, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Satan hates you. <laughs> he hates me. He hates Jesus. He hates truth, therefore. He hates mm -hmm. purity, therefore. He yep. hates innocence, therefore. He hates the family. And he ultimately hates that Jesus is coming back according to the promise of his word. Yes. To put down him and his fallen angels and all the demons and lawlessness, put them down and set up his kingdom rule here on the earth. Hallelujah. And he's going to rule and reign, Scripture says, you know, with his bride, the overcomers, faithful servants. We've been talking about that. And we are going to rule and reign with him over a beautiful earth. Right. Over an earth where righteousness and truth and peace, true peace prevail. And Satan is envious. This is what's, this is what's heating up the conflict. Mm -hmm. Because his whole goal was domination of this world, ownership of this world, and worship of himself. Right. And so let's remember, we have to remember we're in a spiritual battle here. That light and darkness are colliding in the heavenlies. Yes. And God expects his church to rise up and be the true light in this day and hour. Come on. To pray against this rising tide. We can't just be people that look out and go, oh, woe is me. This is getting really bad. Okay, what's on Netflix tonight? <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> It can't be you. We need to be people who get upset, upset because God's heart is upset with it as he looks out over his world and creation. Yes. 
and pray against the rising tide of evilness yes. and darkness and destruction that's pressing in all around the world. It's pressing in on our nation. It's pressing in on, on the states. It's pressing in on cities, on your neighborhoods, and even in your homes. Yes. It's shocking to me. It's just shocking to us. We were looking at some things this week, having some conversations with some of you. I could cry. About the obscenity, the vulgarity that's permitted in the mainstream media. How quickly things have broken down. I mean, just having had this church for 15 years and you just look back on some of the things you preached, it's like the darkness just, just keeps getting a little darker. What we thought was bad before, how quickly things yeah. have broken down. I mean, for instance, Disney has the series out, The Owl House. How many of you have heard of that? Anybody? Parents, you should. You'd be aware. The executive producer is bisexual and said she always wanted to write in, into, this, into the storyline a bisexual character, but Disney had sort of resisted her on it, but then she was given the okay, the sanction to do it. And she said she was just so happy that Owl House now features a bisexual teenager who's exploring her sexuality while dabbling in witchcraft. This is a series. This is Disney, parents. Moms and dads, open, <laughs> we need to have opened up eyes. I mean, Netflix was, came under fire recently. And they should. For a, a movie that was, I think, produced in the foreign, I, I'm not in this country, but it's call, I called Cutie, supposedly a movie that was made to expose the hypersexualization of young girls. But in order to do it, by all things, they made a movie having, girl, having 11-year-olds joined, they, they left, what was the movie line is, I guess they left a strict family religious upbringing in order to join a risque, provocative dance team. And they are dressed up that way, provocatively, and they're dancing the same way. I mean, as one critic put it, come on people, like, let's be real, this film was made for pedophiles. It's coming out. What was it? The Sundance? They, they highly yeah, praised they gave it. it some, the people highly praised it? Yeah. Come on, people. Or the fact that, you know, a, you see a lot of presidential candidates. You see a lot of advertising. Well, one of the candidates accepted an interview with somebody. I'd never, I'd never, I saw the interview. I heard the interview. I didn't know who the woman was. Her name is Cardi B. Some of you may know her. You're better off to me not knowing Amen. her. Amen. Uh, she's a producer of supposedly what you would call music. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just pure wickedness. It's the number one song. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. And this candidate is interviewing. I'm thinking, what do people do for a vote? They'll do anything for a vote. She interviewed him. He accepted the interview. And then the, during the interview, he's praising her for her... Uh, accomplishments that she's on Elle magazine and how much her music is getting promoted and how hard it is. She said, yes, I have a two-year-old. And he said, oh, yes, it's so important how we raise our children. Come on. I just cringed inside. I thought this is utter pure deception just coming out. When you understand what this woman does and says, it just honors darkness. Right. 
It's, and I, I warn you, don't even look it up. Like if you go, who is that person? I had to look it up because of a conversation we were having. And I thought, this is utterly, it's utter filth. It's disgusting. Don't even defile yourself, I'd say, you know, calling it trash, truly. So it reminds us of what the Apostle Paul said. Amen. You know, Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 5. Let's look at this. Is it up on the screen yes, here? Yes, it'll Let's be up it on up. the screen. There we go. It says this. He's, Paul writes this, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Do not participate with the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. We're exposing it. For things they do in secret are shameful, even to mention. Yeah. But all things being exposed by the light are made visible. For everything made visible is light. And for this reason, it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Church, it's time to wake up. Therefore, consider carefully how you live. Not as unwise, but wise. Taking advantage of every opportunity because the days are evil. And for this reason, do not be foolish, but wise by understanding what the Lord's will is. Jesus has warned us about deception. A great deception. He says there's a delusion coming on the world. It's going to come in all directions. Not just a religious deception. It's going to be political. It's going to be from the media. It's going to be from education. It's going to come from business. This candidate, in his acceptance speech, this is what he said. He pledged to be an ally of light and not darkness. But he honored this woman. He glorified yeah. this woman. Who's outrageous. It's, it's outrageous. She is poisoning the minds and the hearts of people who listen to that. I call that an ally of darkness. Yeah. Look what Isaiah 5 says. Look carefully what it says here. Pull that up. Thank you. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light. And light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see this right now. Listen. God's going to teach us how we should be praying. We don't just lay down and let things happen. Right. Right. So we need to ask, ask him. God. Yeah, we need to ask him sincerely what he thinks about this stuff going on in the world. Church, let's ask him his opinion. Yes. Of government leaders who make decisions to release hundreds of prisoners to protect them from the COVID virus. Come on. And then prosecute, arrest a couple who's protecting their own home with a licensed firearm against violent protesters. I think... Where we've got good that that's labeled as woe, evil. Woe to them. Look at Proverbs seventeen fifteen. Here we go. It this says this: you. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike, 
are an abomination to the Lord. This is what God is saying. This you is... see that God has an opinion. Come on. <laughs> he calls it an abomination in his heart. It's a strong word. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And so often we think, okay, we should always be praying for these people's salvation. Amen? Yes. yes we should. Yes. Yeah. But it's not the only angle of prayer Come on that the Lord wants us to take. It's not just pray for their salvation, pray for their salvation. I think what confuses uh, us a lot of times mm -hmm. is that we confuse what God means about walking in love and yet taking a stand for righteousness. How do you do that? Because the world would say, well, love means you just accept everything, everyone. That's how you walk in love. You just say, yes, you know, God loves you. God loves everything. It's a skewed understanding That's of right. God's love. Come on now. Come on. Because, and here's the thing. I mean, yes, God's arms are open wide to all. That he is accepting of all. He wants all to come to know him in the knowledge of the truth and be saved. And repent. And re and right. I mean, we don't enter the kingdom. Nobody's getting into the kingdom of God on your own merit. His, his arms are open to everybody. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And so salvation is just all by his grace through faith. Through faith. Yet God still hates some things. He hates unrighteousness. He hates evil. I mean, this is why Jesus was sent. Yes. When you think about the bigger picture, to free us from the destruction sin caused, the unrighteousness caused by sin, so that he could welcome us into heaven, which is a pure and holy place. Amen. So you can understand why he hates unrighteousness. But I think the church needs to like open up our, we need to open up our eyes and say, what exactly is unrighteous then? I mean, this is why God asked mothers and fathers to teach their children right from wrong. This is what's righteous and good. This is not. In fact, this son or daughter is what God calls an abomination. That God hates some things. That we are to learn to love what God loves and hate what he hates. Come on now. And God's love, you know, won't allow... People who persist in evil. His mercy is always calling them, wooing them, wooing them to their last breath. But if people desire to persist in unrighteousness, in, in, persist in wicked deeds, they won't go to heaven. Hello. People who love lawlessness and people who love unrighteousness, in the end, without any repentance, will be sent to a different place. Eternal judgment. Yep. This is what scripture teaches. And so a person, think about it, who persists in unrighteousness, persists in lawlessness, is often harming and destroying innocent people along the way. Come on. I mean, this woman who I mentioned, she's like, well, that music is just for adults. It's not for children. How many children do you think will be accidentally exposed to, those, to that stuff? Are we, the church, just supposed to stand by and just let everything happen? Not stand up and do anything? Not even pray against it? Come on now. Well, Think I mean, we just, I just heard the Speaker of the House. Well, people will do what they'll do. That's a paraphrase from the Satanic Bible. Hello. That was mentioned about the looting and the burning. 
going on in our cities. Well, people will do what they do. Well, you know, just pray they get saved. Yes, we pray that they get saved, but it could take years before that salvation happens. And what if they never get saved? Come on now, here it is. What about the innocent lives that are being affected along the way? What about the destruction it's causing to the minds of young people and adults? So So how does God want us to pray? How does he want us to pray? First of all, you've got to understand that you're praying for it from a position of authority. The Bible declares, once you're born again and saved, that you have been raised up and made to sit together with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. That's the place of authority. Jesus in Matthew 28 says, All power and all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore you go. That's a transfer of authority. You and I have power and authority over the demonic forces. Jesus said in Matthew that he'll give you the keys to the kingdom. So whatever you bind, he said, whatever you bind on earth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What are we asking God to? What is he asking us to pray? How does he want us to pray about this lawlessness, this violence? This spiritual darkness coming over the earth. How does he want us to pray? Hmm? First of all, we have this authority. Well, the Bible declares that David was a a, a man after God's own heart. Okay. He's a man after God's own heart. So let's see what he has done. How did he pray about the darkness? How did he pray about enemies? Now, David fought man. Man gets motivated by a demonic spirit. Or we get motivated by the Holy Ghost. It's really like that. That's why we have to ask God. (laughs) I want you to look at this. Listen, we're fighting spiritual weakness in heavy places. But if David was a man after God's own heart, and he wrote a lot of psalms. Now, there's plenty of things in the Bible that speak against, against evil. You and I are not to just sit back and say, boy, what's going to happen? Do you know that because of these prophetic voices that have been coming out and saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen, if the church prays, it can change it. Yeah, that's right. Proof is Jonah went to Nineveh. 40 days, and Nineveh will be destroyed all through it. 
Well, Nineveh, the people of Nineveh repented. They wore sackcloth and ashes. God relented. And Nineveh wasn't destroyed at that time. It was 100 years later it was destroyed. 100 years later. Isaiah the prophet came to the king, King Hezekiah, and says, Get your house in order, you're dying. Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and he cried out to God. God gave him 15 more years. There's power in your prayers. We've got to pray the right way. We have to pray against evil. We're praying against principalities, powers, and dominions of darkness. Because they're the ones influencing all of this happening. Look what he says in Psalm 33.10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of peoples to, of no effect. Do you know these, these, these riots that are happening are well organized. They are organized by not just the people coming out. They're organized by the people who want to destroy the foundation of the United States of America. There is a few who want to rule. They want to set it up for a one world government. Uh huh. Church, we need to pray. We need to pray that what? Their counsel comes to nothing. We need to pray that the plans of the people become of no effect. Yes. You need to pray that. Yes. Okay, this is David, a man after God's own heart, inspired by the Holy Ghost. We need to ask God how to pray. We need, and he's telling us, we need to pray against evil. Look at this next one. The face of the Lord is against evildoers. I like this. To cut off the memory of them from the earth. You need to pray that. You need to pray against these evil people. Because these people are evil. And listen, they're more evil than you think. If they've done horrific things. Terrible things. It makes me cry. It, me, it makes me say, Lord Jesus, come. Yeah. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, oh God. But in the meantime, he's asking you and I to be a soldier. He's asking us to stand up and walk in the light. And I'll do it to my last breath. Look at this, Psalm 35. This is a prayer. This is a prayer for you to pray. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend against me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise up for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek my life. 
turned them back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with an angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with an angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him who does not know it. Let him, let the net that he hid to ensnare, let it ensnare him. Let him fall into the pit to his destruction. There are many more scriptures like this. If you're not aware of what's in the Bible, you, you're, I'll tell you what. If you're new to all this, you've got to start reading the word. Because Satan knows the word also. And he will take from what is your blessing and steal it. If you don't know you're supposed to pray like this, if you don't know that you're a soldier in the army of Christ, if you don't know who you are in Christ, yes, we're the bride of Christ. Yes, we're the children of God. Yes, we're brother with Jesus. Yes, we are lambs going to slaughter, but we're soldiers in the army of God. Therefore, we better stand up and start to pray appropriately. Your life depends on it. My life depends on it. Amen? Amen? People who are seeking truth that haven't heard yet, their life depends on it. So you and I have a great responsibility. And look at these last scriptures. Revelation, three, Revelation 8, 3. Go ahead. Another angel holding a golden censer, came and was stationed at the altar. A large amount of incense was given to him to offer up with the prayers of all the saints mm. on the golden altar that's before the throne. And the smoke coming from the incense along with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it on the earth. And there were crashes of thunder, roaring flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Do you know what this is? This is the prayers of the saint. He threw it to the earth. And you know what happens after that? The seven seals are open. Judgment comes. Your prayers, my prayers. Prayers of those who are in prisons being tortured for their faith their prayers. All over the world, saints' prayers gathered into that censer, thrown to the earth. Judgment comes. Last scripture. Revelation 19. After these things, I heard what sounded like a loud voice of a vast throng in heaven. That's us, folks. That's us. They're saying what? Hallelujah! <laughs> Salvation and glory and power belong to our God because His judgments are true and just. Yes. His judgments, we are standing there worshiping all of us for His judgments. Yeah. For His judgments. How should we be praying? 
What should the church be doing? Passively watching? Accepting the world's view of love? We love what God loves. We hate what God hates. Can we finish that verse? Go ahead. (laughs) It's so good. Because his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality and has avenged the blood of his servants poured out by her own hands. How should we pray? This is how we should pray. You need to get in the Word. You need to find these prayers, and you need to pray these prayers. You have to do your part. I have to do my part. You have to do your part. Don't let it go. Don't become passive. Because when you stand and do this, from the authority that God has given you, you're pushing back darkness. You're holding them back. And the truth is that the evil one cannot actually manifest on this earth until he who's holding him back is taken out of the way. That's us. Until we're raptured out of here, demonic forces can't do what they really want to do. You and I have to do our part. Yes. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for... The power of your word, Lord, the truth that just cuts right through the darkness. Lord, the hope that we have through our salvation in you, the forgiveness of our sins. You give us our identity. You give us our purpose. You show us our destiny, Lord. Father, we just see so much confusion in the world, people resisting you. Father, we do pray for the salvation of the world. We do pray, Lord, for those that are hungry and thirsty for truth, that their ears would be opened to the gospel message. We pray you give your church a hunger and thirst for truth, that we would rise up, Lord, and be the people you've called us to be. Yes. Lord, that you would bring the counsel of the nations, Lord, that oppose you, the thoughts of lawlessness and rebellion that oppose you. Bring them to naught, Lord. Yes. Stop them in their tracks. Contend with those who contend with your church, Lord, with your bride. Contend with those, Lord, that are unrighteous and unholy. Bring their thoughts and plans to naught, Lord, that your plan and purpose for your people could come to pass. That salvations, Lord, could take place. That the harvest, Lord, of the people that are seeking to know you, walk with you, Lord, would come to pass. The people would be saved. For the day's coming, Lord, you tell us when that door will be shut. Then now's the time to enter in through that narrow gate. We thank you for that opportunity. If there's anybody in this room with the sound of my voice, that you're not sure if you die today, would I go to heaven? Am I sure of my salvation? You can be sure. Jesus said, anybody who comes to me, I will never cast out. 
because our salvation is all based on the gift that he gave to us. He bore your sins on the cross. He died, he rose from the grave for your justification. And then he offers you the gift of eternal life for anyone who will repent and turn and say, I'm turning away from my old life. I want new life in Christ. If that's you, you can raise your hand. We can pray a prayer with you. If that's you just listening online, say this prayer. Let's all just say this prayer in faith. Jesus, Jesus come into my life. Come into my life. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for saving me. From my sins. From my sins. Give me eternal life. Give me eternal life. According to your word. According to your word. I turn away from my past. I turn away from my past. From today's this day forward. This day forward. Help me to walk with you. Help me to walk with you. In Jesus' name, In I pray Jesus. this. <laughs> Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.